And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to get through all of it. This is a series lessons. Uh, I'll try to finish it in two weeks. If, if I can't, then uh, it's all right. Uh, we'll just keep on preaching till we're done. And, but I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't even bring point two and three out here because I know I ain't going to get to it. Uh, but certainly, we, uh, we want to give your word and your spirit that it just simply reminds you who God is. Amen. Uh, Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3, verses 11 through 17. And I want to read from the message translation. I want to thank our brothers for reading this morning. Uh, the Bible says in message translation, Moses answered God. But why me? Turn to somebody and say, why me? Now I want you to look at that same person and say, why not you? What makes you think that I could ever go to Pharaoh and lead the children of Israel out of Egypt? Anybody ever been to Egypt? I ain't talking about the place, I'm talking about the situation, Egypt. Anybody ever had an Egypt? Some of y'all in it right now don't even know it. That's why you're in a bad shape. He said, I'll be with you. And this will be the proof that I am the one who sent you. When you have brought my people out of Egypt, you will worship God right here at this very mountain. Then Moses said to God, suppose I go to the people of Israel and I tell them, the God of your father sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? What do I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. Tell the people of Israel, I am sent me to you. God continued with Moses, this is what you're to say to the Israelites, God the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob sent me to you. This has always been my name, and this is how I always will be known. Now be on your way. Gather the leaders of Israel. Tell them God, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob appeared to me saying, I've looked into what's going, what's being done to you in Egypt. And I've determined to get you out of the affliction of Egypt. Y'all don't know when to shout. <laughs> and take you to the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hevites, and the Jebusites. A land brimming over with milk. And honey, verse 14 for emphasis sake, God said to Moses, I am who I am. Tell the people of Israel, I am sent me to you. You may be seated in the presence of almighty God. I want to talk to you from the subject this morning for the next few minutes. Simply, God is. Turn to somebody and say, God is. This world we live in is a mean and cruel world. Have I witnessed here? It is a world, Sister Clara, full of mean men with hardened hearts. 
a world of fast pace and full of uncertainties, Pat. We don't do things, Jay, the old-fashioned way anymore, Sister Margaret. Everything, Brother Johnson, is quick, fast, and in a hurry. Somebody say, don't look over here at me. <laughs> we want everything, Noah. We want everything at the drop of a hat. But yet, we still, Joe, want the best. Y'all gonna pray with me a while? You see, we have instant coffee. But we want it to taste like it came from Grandma Kettle. We want instant pancakes. We want them to seem like Aunt Jemima flipped them herself. We want brown and served sausage. But we want it to taste like Bob Evans lived right next door. Yes, this world is, is living at a fast rate, but not only that, but everything that appears to be just ain't what it is. I wish I had some help in here. I said everything that appears to be, you might think is that, but it ain't really that. Can I help you see it? Can I open a window here? You see, friends are fake. Banks are robbers. You don't know whether a man is a man or a woman is a woman. Leaders are followers. Elders are babies. Deacons want to be served. And preachers all over this country have become nothing but parrots. I tell you, everything that appear to be ain't what it is. Oh yes, this world is full of uncertainties. Science informs us that nothing is absolute. Philosophers declare that truth is relevant. And the sociologist reports that the world's state of living is situational. My brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I declare today that the entire world is more concerned now. They're more conscious about our sin-sick society and our washed-up world more than ever before. I've never seen the White House talked about in every single newscast of our day. Turn it on in the morning, they're talking about the government. Turn it on in the noonday, they're talking about the White House. Turn it on at night, late night, late, late night, and they're talking about our, this world is in a shape that I've never, I wish I had some help in here. You can sit in here and act like you're not disturbed, but let me tell you some money. All it takes is one vote to turn your world upside down. Everything in this mundane world is full of trouble. Take a look for yourself. It seems like every sure thing is not so sure anymore. It seems like everything absolute is not so absolute anymore. Those things that used to be definite, Adriana, is no longer definite. definite. You see, our social order has been sunk. The family has flopped. Our spirituality has been split. I stopped by to tell you that this world is a messed up, mean, falling apart, cruel world. If you don't believe me, take another look. Every time a new study is done and the report comes out, it seems that if it's not killing us, we're running out of it. 
shortage on beef they say there's a shortage on pork shortage on grain shortage on wheat shortage on fuel shortage on wood I, I gotta wonder sometimes are these scientists as brilliant as they supposed to be they might be brilliant but I gotta wonder Jay are they blind they even have the nerve to say that there is a shortage of electricity and water. But it stopped by this morning to ask you that if there's such a shortage, then why don't man straighten up and act right? But it don't stop their church. They even got in reports now that there are shortages of hospitals. Talking about how hot, and it's true, hospitals are closing everywhere. They say there are shortages in doctors, in nurses firemen and policemen doctors lord have mercy doctors and teachers you know you need teachers but the problem with today i wish i had some real teachers in here the problem with today you got teachers but they're handcuffed i wish i had some help here you know this world don't really the government don't really want no teachers they want babysitters i wish i had some help and they even say that there is a shortage of pediatricians the first one to lift you up but they also say there's shortages in undertakers. The last one to let you down. Well, I just got one question. If we are so short of all of these important factors of life, then why is it so hard for the world to see uh, that God who made the world go around, uh, who is the one that hung the sun on the hook of yonder sky? Who is the one that broke open his diamond jewelry box and sprinkled the stars in the night sky? Who do you think it is that leans over his balcony of glory every now and again and blows a cool summer breeze against our face? I come to tell you, it's still God. God is still in control. It was in the words of that great emancipator that prince of preachers, Brother Johnson, Dr. Kelly K. Mitchell of Montgomery, Alabama, who says the idea of God is the underlying principle upon which every system of permanency must rest. In so many words, all that simply means that nothing exists without God. Nothing is provided without God. He is not only the giver of all things, but Dr. Mitchell is trying to get you to understand that he is the sustainer of all things that you don't know when to shout I'm trying to tell you God doesn't just have the ability to give you what you need he has the ability unmatchless power to sustain you with everything you need it doesn't matter what science says it doesn't matter what the government says it doesn't matter what a newscaster say God has the ability if he did it yesterday he can do it today if he do it today he can do it tomorrow if he said it you can bank on it and trust him because he's just not the giver but he's the sustainer turn to somebody and ask him who's keeping you come on ask somebody else on the other side who's keeping you if you got time this morning and if you push me just a little bit I won't be long <laughs> if and if you 
can't just say amen. Just grunt when I get down your street. If you can't grunt, just moan. If you can't moan, just wave your hand. But I'm coming down your street before I finish. There are three porticles that I would like to stand on the sermonic presentation this morning. Number one, I'm going to tell you what they are because I'm not going to get to all three. But I want to tell you that God is the creator. I said God is the creator. Number two, God is the preserver of the creature. He's the preserver of that which he creates. And then number three, I want to tell you that God is simply God all by himself. Number one, I said God is the creator. Now you don't have to be a theologian and you don't have to be a scholar or even a busy Bible student. You don't even have to read your Bible every day to know where I'm about to go. In the Genesis of the book of Genesis, chapter one, David, and verse number one, the Bible says, the Holy Writ of God says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If I was talking to the right church, somebody would have said amen. He said, in the beginning, God created not your mama, not your daddy, as good and as smart as they were, not your professor. Although he got tons of degrees, the Bible says, the Bible says, I wish I was talking to a Bible believing church, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the shama, the shama, the heaven and the earth. Shama, an Old Testament word which includes the physical heavens where God dwells. It's the dwelling place of God includes in heaven. As much as man will try to determine when was the actual beginning, I am that more assured, Brother Johnson, that we will never know it. For you see, when Archbishop Usher who was a bishop of the Irish church who lived somewhere between A.D. 1580 and A.D. 1656. He attempted to find out. He attempted. He could only go back as far as 4004 B.C. But what Bishop Usher didn't understand, Brother Johnson, that the fact that God was too far ahead of him for him to determine when the beginning was. He didn't understand that God was too much around him. God was too much behind him. For you see, he is the great I am. He is Alpha and Omega. God, I'm trying to tell you who God is. God is the L in life because he's long lasting. He is the E in eternal because he cannot be, I wish I had some help, he cannot be erased. God is he who is. I said God is he who is. You see when he said I am, the phrase I am comes from the word higher. Let me hear you say higher. And it means to exist. It means to be. 
It means to become. It means to come. It means to pass. It means to be done. It means to happen and it means to be finished. All I'm trying to tell you that he is Jehovah Yahweh. He is everlasting. He is ever existing. He is ever present. He is ever divine and he is an ever warrior of the spirit. All I'm trying to get you to understand is that since God is always has been and always will be that everything about God always will I wish I had some help always will be he was a deliverer yesterday and he'll be your deliverer today and tomorrow he was a provider yesterday he'll be your provider today and tomorrow he was your sustainer I wish I had some help he was your sustainer he was your honey from a rock he was from your bread he's your bread from heaven he is your water in a weary land he's a bridge over troubled waters he is a way maker making a way out of no way and when you seem like you're at the end of your journey at the end of your hope he is I said he is a miracle worker he'll make a way when it seems like no way when things get dark he'll turn on light when things I wish I had some help when things get cold he can warm your spirit when things get weary he can give you peace when you think you can't get no rest with your pasta peeling mattress living in your $300,000 house in your $400 million neighborhood God can slip in even in the ghetto and give you I wish I had some help and give you see some of y'all can't say amen because you don't know nothing about the ghetto I'm trying to tell you I'm trying to tell you who God is for you see that phrase I am suggests the timelessness of God now in order to understand this clearly quickly notice Genesis 1 and verse number 1 this word beginning is Rashith. Let me hear you say Rashith. Rashith. It means the first in place, time, order, and rank. Come close now and understand that it was not simply, watch this now, it was not simply in the beginning, but it was the beginning. The initial act of creation. Washith refers to the initiating of a series of historical events. Then the word create comes from the word bara. Let me hear you say bara. It means to form. Watch this. Say with me, church. It means to form. To make or produce. Watch this. I like this part, Marcus. It means to cut, to engrave, to carve. This word emphasizes the initiation of the object itself and not a like figure or a similar tool. 
other references refer to it as, watch this, an activity that only God himself can perform. This word is a multifaceted word which also carries the connotation of something being brought into existence. What are you saying, Miles? I'm not saying Moses is saying that the initiation of all this vast universe could only be done by God and nobody else. That's why I'm not going to worship any God other than the God because what God does can't nobody else do it that's why some of you are running from Ricky, Bobby and Mike because you're looking for them to do something for you that only God can do that's why some of you have gone from me and Jay to Hennessy, from Hennessy to Cavassier, from Cavassier. I'm going to walk down your street. You can say amen if you want, but what I'm trying to tell you, you're looking for something to be done on the inside of you that only the creator can do. Oh, glory to God. You need, honey, I know you in the gym trying to shake your body. But you need God who could chisel on your soul. See, there's only some things that can be cut away out of you and it can only be carved out of you by God. Preach, Miles. I think I will. Listen, listen. God is the great creator. For it was he who stepped out on the porch of nothing early one morning stared nothing in the face he started sister clara he started chit chatting with nothing and nothing went through a metamorphosis y'all know what i'm talking about he went through a metamorphosis like a wolf man or the incredible hulk y'all gonna help me here help me holy ghost i ain't got no help down here and when it was all over nothing became something just like that ugly duckling turns into the beautiful swan just like that ugly creepy crawling caterpillar becomes a beautiful flying butterfly oh but the great creator he didn't stop there. Rihanna, for he stepped on the porch, the dark portals of nowhere. He took a rib, if you will, from nothing and placed that rib of nothing into nowhere. And nowhere became somewhere. I tell you, God is the great creator of the heavens and the earth. One of the songwriters had it right when he said the earth is the Lord and the fullness therein night and day that dwells within. You ought to take the time out to praise the Lord. This old world have seen and have been blessed with many great inventions. Am I right about it? Sisters, y'all ought to say amen. I say y'all ought to say amen. Y'all wear more inventions than men do. You ought to say amen. Brothers, y'all scared up in here. Y'all don't want to say amen. You see, to name a few, we had great men who gave us the traffic light. 
Thank God for the traffic light. If it wasn't for the traffic light, there would be more fatalities every day. Am I right about it? We've had men to give us great inventions like the automobile, the airplane, the microwave. Present day sisters, y'all ought to be waving your hand and saying amen because most women don't cook now because of the microwave. I ain't scared of y'all. I'll preach it hard if you look at me funny. We've been given things like stoves and refrigerators. Yes, there were even men of old who had great thoughts and when they thought their thoughts were spoken, there came great things. Adam spoke and all creatures received a name. Abraham spoke and he was given a promise. Jacob spoke and he was given a name. Moses spoke and Israel was given the law. Joshua spoke and Jordan stopped rolling. Noah spoke and it rained 40 days and 40 nights. Elijah spoke. Fire came down from heaven. David spoke and a new hymn was born. Isaiah spoke and a suffering savior was displayed before the world. John spoke and destroyed Herod's playhouse. Jeremiah spoke and the weeping prophet was born. Ezekiel spoke and he saw a wheel turning in the middle of a wheel. Matthew spoke. That's a good name, y'all. Matthew spoke and he was he unveiled a portrait of a suffering savior. John spoke and he lost his head. Peter spoke and lost his Christianity and started cutting and cussing. Paul spoke and we got 13 epistles. Oh, we had some great things when man spoke. But how many of you know that no man is like our God? I said no man thinks like God. No man speaks like God and no man creates like God. God spoke. Lights came on and darkness ran away. God spoke and the lightning flashed and the thunder rolled. God spoke and monkeys started swinging from tree to tree. God spoke. Lions started roaring. Bulls started charging. Valleys was hewed out of the mountains. God spoke and hills came leaping from the bosom of the sea. How many of you know his power? It goes beyond his speaking. He don't just have to speak, Stephanie. When God shows up, things started happening. God showed up. Judah became his sanctuary. God showed up and Israel became his dominion. God showed up and the sea fled and the Jordan was driven back. God showed up and David said the mountains skipped like rams and the little hills like lambs. God spoke and fire became perpendicular pillars. Water became walls and the wet seabed became a dry highway. I come to tell you, I won't serve any other God. I won't be a part
God of any other God's church than the God who spoke and everything jumped into existence. If God can speak it, if he can just show up and it comes into existence, don't you know he got enough power to sustain it? So on your weary day, on your weakest day, on your darkest day, on your longest night, on your crying night, you hold on to your faith in God because if God is not delivering you, he's preparing you. And the reason he lets some of us go through what we go through is so we can help somebody else when they go through it. Everybody, listen, I wish I had time, but you got to understand God simply is who he is. And there is nobody. I said there's nobody. Oh, help me, holy Jesus. There is nobody like God because God is. Let me hear you say God is. Now listen, let me give you something on the way home. When you leave here and the first devil you run into, you might just run into him before you get out of the sanctuary. And they say something ugly to you, don't you open your mouth and say nothing from your heart. You simply look at him and smile and say, God is. God is. <laughs> yeah, that's what you tell him. When you get home and the devil meets you, don't you argue. You simply look at him and say, God is. God is. God is. When you get on your job tomorrow and the devil, that ugly devil, first thing step to you. Don't you get ugly. Don't you put your hand on your hip and let your backbone slip and start rolling your neck in your eyes and get him a piece of your mind. The reason you have crazy now is because you done gave away too much of your mind. Just look at him and just smile and tell him God is. When your boss is picking with you and trying to push that button because he got a cousin or a friend that he wants to have your job. Don't you be a fool. You just look at him, smile, and say, God is. God is. You see, you see, let me tell you something. That confuses the devil. When you respond to evil with good, that refuses the devil, confuse the devil. And let me tell you something. The Bible said when you resist the devil, he will flee from you. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. God is the great creator. And because he is the creator, he is the sustainer. Because God is not going to create anything he cannot supply or sustain. Let me hear you practice it. God is. Hold on to that when you leave today. Because he is. He is everything you would ever need. Because he simply is God. If you need to be saved from your sins, let me tell you, you cannot pray your way.